know, so today we have, uh, you know, a lot of stuff to dive into. Uh, basically, what we're going to dive into today is the breakdown of uh, three the three games the Devils have played so far in the playoffs. Uh, game one was a 5-1 loss to the uh, New York Rangers. Game two is also another 5-1 loss. And last night, the Devils were able to get that that win, 1-2-1 in overtime to uh, make the series 2-1. And yeah, so we're going to dive into that. Um, I've got my good friend, uh, Anthony, that comes on, uh, and we're going to basically just, you know, talk all about the Devils. But before we do that, here's a word from our sponsors here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Celebrating over 90 years of five-star, high-quality customer service, Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru right there in Avenel, New Jersey, is my go-to spot for all of my new and used vehicles. I myself decided to upgrade, and I went from a Chevy Equinox all the way up to a Chevy Blazer Rally Sport. It's not your average Blazer. This thing hauls ass. If I get that itch to go big, I'm going big with Richard Lucas Chevrolet, and I'm going to go with the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. It's got the all-star four-wheel drive package with a 2.7-liter engine. Check out their entire inventory online at richardlucaschevy.com or give them a call at 800-717-6944 and tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some, some of us folks are still using Hotmail. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Devils with a Deke with your host, Nick Scortino. Today, we have you know a special guest joining us. You can introduce yourself. Hello, guys. Uh, my name's Anthony. I am a college friend of Nick's, um, also a fellow Devils fan, so fellow misery enjoyer. For the past, for the better part of the past 10 years. But uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, man. It's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, I know. You know, it, it's nice uh, to do this now after, you know, a, a nice win because I was yeah. very hesitant to even record <laughs> any more episodes after the first two games. Um, I'm not going to lie. If you invited me after like game one or two, I might have, I might have cried like on the recording. <laughs> I might have cried on record. <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't honestly, I don't blame you. I after game two, I was like all aboard the, like let's just fucking clean house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just I close my eyes and all I see is Igor. <laughs> all I see is Igor in my nightmares. It's horrible, but it's um, truly terrible. Yeah, uh, honestly, that's not even the worst part for me. The, all I see is Ryan Lindgren having an absolute, you know, superstar forward uh, shot go right past. Uh, Van Vitek, Tech, Van, yeah. yeah, his head. That was that, that was that was just you know what? Honestly, that play Vitek really did do anything bad. That was just 
perfectly placed and you can't do anything about that. No. And but, <laughs> nothing you really do about that. I mean, other than, you know, I mean, Schmidt took one straight off the face last night, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, for, for the most part, the you know first game of the series, I was kind of expecting them to just like coast on by, and not really do too much. But yeah, my whole thing after that first game was uh-huh. there are so many players in that lineup that do not deserve to be there. No, no, no. And, and I'm I think happy. you know exactly where this is going. I know exactly where this is going, and I'm so happy you brought this up. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy because I'm so happy. If I'm being honest, that fourth line of uh, Michael McLeod, Moswood, and Nate Bastion. I understand having Bastion there just for you know physical presence. You, yeah, you need that in the lineup, and you know he's a big body. You can stick stick in there if you need to screen the goalie. But yeah, Michael McLeod and Moswood might be the most useless fucking people in that entire lineup. Moswood, I agree. Yes, McLeod is good for our faceoff when we need him. But other than that, he does nothing. No, other than that, yeah, does absolutely nothing. Um, he's literally he. Michael McLeod is a one trick pony. Moswood. Truly had a loss for words for Miles Wood. Uh, <laughs> two offensive zone penalties resulting in two Chris Kreider goals. I understand those two goals might not have made all the difference in the world looking back on it, but still, it ha- when it happens, just boneheaded and you hate to see it. Um, yeah. But in terms of just resorting to game three really quick, uh, all the liabilities, I feel like were taken out. No Brendan Smith, no Miles Wood. Uh that I mean, something changed with that in its entirety. I mean, no Miles Woods seemed to work, and Lindy Ruff actually said, "Yeah, I benched him because of his because he was you know a liability. He was sl- sloppy offensive penalties, resulting in power play goals for the Rangers." And I'm like, "Oh, so he does still have some mental capacity up there." Yeah, I mean, even though he is, for some reason, he's loved him all year, which I don't really know why. I, I, I never I, thought. I, I really don't know. I never really thought he did much. He didn't bring much to the table other than, like, he had speed. But then yeah, again, he doesn't he do anything. That, yeah, he doesn't do anything. And he has his that. One, his Sorry. one shot is the five hole. Yeah. I feel it. like every single time I've seen that man shoot the puck, it's trying for the five hole. Doesn't 100%. shoot anywhere else. No, he does not. It's It's absolutely crazy that he doesn't do that. And on top of that, too. He had that speed once before he had that like massive hip surgery. And, you know, obviously you're going to lose a little bit of an edge yeah. after that. It's major. So you go, yeah. I'm not knocking him for that. But his game is he tries to do this like physical shit. And it's just like, it Doesn't does work. not work. Doesn't work at all. And, Doesn't. you know, you have all these other guys on this roster that are, you know, outplaying him majorly. And I mm-hmm. understand, you know, he's just a fourth liner, but yep. he, he's getting outplayed left and right by, you know, uh, Holtz, I feel like Holtz probably outplayed him a couple times this year. Um, Luke Hughes, who's fucking 18 years old, outplayed him as, whoa, as whoa, an offenseman. Whoa, whoa. 19. Oh, 19. Okay. <laughs> I like to give him some more credit, for, you know, yeah, right? Give him a little bit more. But no, I agree. I feel like Luke Hughes outplayed Miles Wood the entire Luke Hughes played in two games. I don't like yeah. Miles Wood in any capacity. And, I don't like um, him. No. And I, I think with Lindy doing that, uh, it was great. Honestly, yep. the the one thing I kind of felt bad for was, uh, you know, Vanacek. I don't think Vanacek did anything wrong. Obviously, no, neither do I. Either tipping pucks in front of your net, like right in front of you, you can't do anything as a goalie. No, I, see, I really don't put tippins on the goalie. I feel like that's such a toss up, and that Rangers power play is so elite. Yeah, you can't keep anyone like Zabinajed, 
Panarin, Kane, Kreider. Uh, who's the last one? Fo- Fox is on there? Yes, Fox. Fox, yeah, that, that's the fifth one. Like, you can't leave any of them open. So something, someone's going to be left alone. Yeah. So I really wouldn't put anything on VTech. I don't think the fans should put anything on VTech either. Were there yeah. some chances that he should have stopped? Of course, yeah. But, you know, four out of those ten goals were Kreider Tippins. I'm not not going to put anything on VTech for that. But since we're on the topic of goaltending, you 100% stick with Schmidt. Oh, Schmidt, you ride the hot hand. Yeah, Schmidt starts tomorrow. Schmidt easily starts tomorrow. Easy. 100%. Uh, based off of the way he played last night, you know, 30, 36 shots, 35 saves. You can't get, you can't ask for any more than that. And the thing no. I appreciate the most is that the story that came out about what went with uh, around with starting him was that Lindy Ruff actually went to everyone in the Devils organization was like, look, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you guys think? The thing I think that played the biggest part in that was asking Martin Brodeur. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's without a doubt. Greatest goalie to ever play for absolutely, Jersey Devils and arguably one of all the time. better goalies to play all time. All time, I, I'm I'm dying on the all time hill. I'm dying on the all time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm right there with you too. But, yeah, <laughs> um, he like getting that perspective from someone who's been in that position played out tremendously uh, well mm-hmm. to the Devils' hand. And I just think if if we're being honest, I think Schmid seriously has a you know contending for as a serious uh you know argument for contending for the uh you know starting goalie next year. And I don't think it's a bad thing just because Vitek was was great all year, but he did yeah. have his slumps. And he I did. also think that was from fatigue because it was a two um you know him and Samsonov uh last year or last year for the caps, you know, they were great, they were good, but they weren't playing uh, you know, as consistently as they've been no. these last couple of weeks. Yeah, the Devils, there was a streak at the end of the year where the Devils went three weeks without more than two days, without two days of rest. Yeah. I, I don't think, like, the like the non-hockey fan, I don't think they can compute how much hockey that is. That it must have been so physically taxing. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Because, you know, you're, you're skating at least, like, you know, four or five miles a day on the ice. Yeah, just it's a, just in a game, fast paced game, and on top of that, you're taking hits left and right, so you're getting uh-huh. checked into the boards. Your body's just you know, breaking it's, down. It's just absurd. And so, you know, I think that played a big, big part in it. But I the the defense has stepped up, stepped up big last night. Obviously, we they did with Dougie uh, coming in, scoring that overtime goal. But one guy that stood out that I didn't know how it was going to play out this year for in the playoffs, at least, was uh-huh. Kevin Ball. Ball played great. I think I know what you're thinking about right now when he put two Rangers against the boards and held them by himself. That was awesome to see. Um, <clears throat> that was just great. That was a great moment for like a devil's defense and the defense has been um, more so the goaltending, but still defense as a whole has been our fault uh, during the dark ages is what I like to call it. So yeah. So seeing ball do that and start to get on his feet more with the playoffs and knowing who we have in the wings for defense in the coming years, uh, Simone Mac, um, you have Luke, and then you have Ball spearheading this new generation of Devils defensemen, mm-hmm. and it's all led by Dougie and Siegs, and um, yeah, and Marino has been great this year also. Yeah. So yeah, we completely switched our our defense around, so that was awesome. 
Yeah, Marino stepped up big, um, mm-hmm. you know, last night. I mean, he made a couple, uh, you know, he had a couple turnovers, but like, yeah, you know, he did. you're not going to expect your de- a defenseman to, you know, handle nah. the puck significantly well like Dougie does, but, um, you know, he did well. He, it's crazy to think that it was really just a draft pick in Ty Smith for Marino. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of, kind of a steal now that we think about it. Like, yeah, it's kind of a little bit of robbery. 100%. Uh, based off, like, even when Marino first came in, the you know, the just the sheer amount of, uh, you know, defensive skill that he has that he was mm-hmm. uh, showcasing uh, in the, you know, first couple weeks of the season when it started back up in October, he was playing unbelievable. And I was like, Ty Smith did nothing last year, and he was great his rookie year, but he did nothing for the Penguins. He sat in the AHL for, for them for this entirety, like, the entirety of the season. And I was kind of like, wow. So that was kind of a bullet. <laughs> Yeah, we did. We we really got away with on that. Speaking of defensemen, I just want to give a special shout out to one of my favorite Devils. I said that with the utmost sarcasm. Uh, Ryan Graves. This man all year has just been. My dad told me this this morning. With Ryan Graves, you get a ham sandwich with no bread, or you get like something from Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, there's there's really no in between. No, and. <laughs> It sucks, but it does. Um, he, he made he made boneheaded penalties yesterday, but this is where the conflict of if I like Graves or not comes in. He saved us like twice yesterday defensively. You know, you had like there was like a two on one with um Panarin and uh, I think it was Tarasenko or someone coming yeah. around, and Panarin got the pass off, but it, and Graves doesn't get his stick out. That's that's mm-hmm. Tarasenko one on one with Schmidt, and he's gonna he easily would have made him pay for that. Yeah, he would not look good. He's been like hit or miss all season, and I mm-hmm. I'm more on the like I I don't mind him necessarily. Like I I do enjoy when he plays well. Obviously, you know it sucks when he doesn't, but like I just I just go and I think back. Hey, he's better than the like last like 15 defensemen that the Devils have had before. You know they traded for him, so I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of viewing it like that. But I understand where you're coming from. You know it sucks because he makes those boneheaded decisions, but mm-hmm. it. It could be ten times worse. Oh, it, it easily it easily could be, and he just you know what I don't know. There's just not a thought behind that man's eyes. No, like he's like he's been in Jersey. You know he's been in Jersey for how long? Crazy has been in Jersey for like a uh, year, two years. Yeah, two years. So I was scrolling on TikTok or whatever, and I saw like the Devil's social media page it was like, oh, here's like some Wawa for the boys after practice, and of course. Graves just goes, yeah, it's my first time having Wawa. Like, you've been in Jersey for two years. How is this your first time having Wawa? Oh, well, I mean, there might not be one close to, uh, you know, Newark. Uh, uh, there's no, there is. There's one. There's like three. There was like three by our school. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, uh, he, um, you know, he is hit or miss. But then again, he does have the yeah. playoff experience with he um, does. Colorado. So that helps. He does. I just, I am so happy though. Um, that Curtis Lazar was able to actually, you know, play because I was very worried. I was I worried was... about Lazard. I was worried because he has been a ghost. And I'm like, what are we, what is it? What's going to go, what's going to go down now? But my whole thing with him is he's been like one of the most consistent defensive forwards in uh-huh. the NHL for the last couple of years. And to have that mm-hmm. plus his, you know, you add another guy that has playoff experience, which is at this point, basically going to be the like motto of this season is playoff experience because they need it desperately and having him come in to that lineup. And, you know, I think he bolstered that fourth line. 
Now, my only thing that I think they should do come uh, tomorrow is I think Sharon Govich needs to somehow be placed into that lineup because he's mm-hmm. been fantastic on penalty kills. Yes, he's been great. <clears throat> he's been great. And um, Siegenthaler proved last night, you know, like to fans everywhere, hey, like why the hell did you take me out of game two? Because Siegenthaler was great on the penalty kill yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, he really led that. He really spearheaded that unit with the boneheaded penalties uh, Timo and Graves were taking late in the game. I understand hockey gets chippy, but <clears throat> what are you going to do? But Siegenthaler did great in uh, bolstering down the penalty kill unit. And I think getting Sharon Govich back out there, I think that'll also be pretty solid. But Lazard played great, so you're really in a tough situation. Like, yeah. who do you who do you play? Bastion, Lazard, they all played – they played good that game. Yeah. So. Um. No, it's that it, they have some other just like minor little tweaks that they could make to that lineup to just mm-hmm. help improve their chances. But yeah, they, um, you know, those first two games, I think, were them getting their playoff legs ready. And yep. the second game was they, they tried to play a game uh, style that they're not used to with just that physicality. Like they were throwing yeah. themselves all over the place. And then obviously, you know, there's all the shit that happened at the end of the game with them. Oh, with, my God. That was like crazy. 15 people getting thrown out. <laughs> They just threw everyone like like Timo and Fox were just like jawing at each other and gave a go like push it to and they're like, all right, go. And they're like, wait, what? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it was it was ridiculous. But I, I understand why, because, yeah, you know, if if something else happens later in the game and then there's like some serious, uh, you know, swings at each other, then I understand that whole point. Uh, no, absolutely. Aspect. But it's it was ridiculous. And I was kind of like, this is really stupid. But the, you know. I just chalked those first two games up as game one, getting their playoff legs ready to go. Uh-huh. Uh, unfortunately, it was not the, you know, you got to see the, the playoff Rangers in full effect and it, it sucked. Oh, and, it was horrible. It was easily one of the worst things I ever had to watch my entire life. Yeah. <clears throat> Wasn't and a then, fan. Um, game two, I was I was just livid the entirety of that after the, you know, when they scored that goal, and uh, that first goal, I was like, oh, it's great. You know, they scored um, on the power play, which is awesome. And then they just, disappeared for fell apart just fell the rest of the game and you know this past game one thing that (laughs) i thought they did unbelievable was the fact that the rangers were 0 for 5 on the power play with like yes seven shots i was like i don't know what you changed or what kind of game plan you came up with to to combat that but i give you guys all the credit because that's Mm -hmm. not easy to do notice how notice how they weren't just throwing stuff in front of the net because hey we should probably cover chris Kreider now i don't know if the two power play goals in game one was any indication of that but hey we got the message now so maybe that was it because if you notice the rangers weren't throwing as many just right in front of the net yeah, they were. They kept passing, trying to find it, but we weren't giving them that lane. Their power play uh, was looking like the Devils in the first two games, where they were trying Absolutely. to look for that extra pass, and mm-hmm. that's the one thing I think that changed. Also, with Jack scoring that power play goal, even though that yeah. whole that whole sequence was fucking wild with the fact that I don't yeah. know how they ended up with a power play on that, but I'm not going to complain. So that that was when um, My Ranger fan. Meyer fell. I'm, oh, yeah. for, I, I know we can't see uh, anyone listening, but I'm using air quotes. Meyer was pushed into Shesterkin, and then Shesterkin just started throwing body shots on Meyer. <laughs> so they threw Tarasenko in the box for Shesterkin yeah. instead, and I think that was the power play where Jack scored. 
Yeah. And you see and a celebration afterwards. It's awesome. It. <laughs> it was awesome. And that's that, that's another thing. Like fan, like you know, Ranger fans are like, "Oh, I was celebrating you guys just scored one goal down two to zero." Still, I'm just like. Do you he's, want us to just sit here? One. You let, him, let him live his life. He's a 21 year old that just scored in the playoffs, and you're some jackass commenting on Twitter. Like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> I mean, but, um, but, um, yeah, so I, I like that. You know, the fans, like, he looks at the fans, and the fans start like waving at him, and Jack just goes, Hello, hi, <laughs> hey guys. So I, I thought that was cool. Um, Jack has really surprised me with the physicality portion of this game. Oh, big time. Dougie, Dougie even came out and said in the interview, he was like, yeah, no, he's been great. And Jack's not a big guy. No. He's a kid. Dude's a twig. Yeah. <clears throat> he's not big. So seeing him try to match the physicality of a team that has uh, Truva, um Trocheck, Kreider, physical guys like that. It's it's great to see your future starting to do that early, and he seems to have shaken off the playoff yips already, in my opinion. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I, I think him getting that that goal, uh, that penalty shot, game one, definitely shook off a little bit of that. And then yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, ever I wouldn't I wouldn't pin you know the offense disappearing just with him. I think the offense no. disappeared game two entirely. Uh, yeah, completely with them, and then. You know, game Dawson, three, they just all played. They played Dawson whiffing those three one-timers in game two. That was – oh, it was ugly. But, you know, <clears throat> then again, he's also 21. So, yeah. I'm not going to – you know, I'm not going to no. hate on that. Yeah. You know? No, I'm going to hate on that at all. 21 <laughs> – you can't ask me – you would not be able to ask me at 21 years old to do that. No. you. I, I still couldn't do that at, at 24. <laughs> so – Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that did kind of suck, but – the with you know him find Jack finding his legs quickly in the playoffs, I think is great. Yeah. It, it fits his style of play where it's fast paced, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, you know, quick shots, things like that. He set himself up yep. perfectly on that power play, which is awesome. And then with you know him throwing his body around, I understand when he like it's crazy to think though when he first came to league, he was he was a literal twig, whereas now he's yeah, evolved got, a little bit, got, but, got some size on him, but. You know, not too he, big. He's still not. He's still not the biggest guy in the ice. But to see him throwing yeah. those types of uh, like hits on uh, to some Rangers players on the board, things like that, it's, it's, it's awesome. I love to see it. Um, and you know what? <clears throat> you know, it's gotten much more physical in the second half of the season. Nico. Oh, big time. Oh, Nico. Nico just stopped caring. Especially, I think one of my favorite Nico moments this year was uh, the Blue Jacket game. Where he got like cross checked into like the back of his head into the boards, and he gets up and just puts this guy in a headlock, and just it was great. Like Nico, Nico's like, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm done getting pushed. You, cr- I'm gonna fight you. Like it's on site." He almost fought Sabinajad yesterday. I would love oh, to see yeah. that. Oh yeah. Oh, I would love to see that. My thing with him though, that's it's crazy to think because it's like you know he always just seemed like this quiet, you know, laid back yep. dude, and you know did his uh-huh. game and. With him becoming the captain and the things that he's done more is he's been more of a grinder. He's been, you know, grinding down in the uh, offensive zone for those pucks on the boards behind the net, yep. things like that. And when last night when Fox like hit him or something and he turned around and started started grabbing Fox by the neck, I was like, holy shit. It takes a yeah. it used to take a lot to get him to get him pissed off. <laughs> now, now it's just done. like he, he's just over just, it. Like, slightest thing. It, it's just it's just like you breathe in my direction, I'm gonna hit you in the face. <laughs> And the, the other thing, though, too, that I've been surprised with this series more is, like, the Devils and the Rangers for the last couple of years haven't yeah. really been this chippy. 
And there's no. been so many things that have happened. I love it. Last couple of I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. Um, I remember the uh, I was at the March 30th game and watching Panarin trying to check Timo Meyer was truly one of the funniest things I've ever seen because Panarin just bounced off him. (laughs) It was it was like you you bounce silly putty off the ground. It it was great. And then of course the Rangers got up in arms about that, but no, it's literally how physics work. So I don't know what, I don't know what you want here. Like yeah. I I want you to tell me in what universe does Panarin lay out Timo? No, it, I want you to tell nothing. me in what universe that happens. <laughs> um, but like the the thing <laughs> with the other thing with this series though too, it's that's funny is you know the, the Devils see Truba as that like menace and pest yeah. that they have to kind of watch. And I was mm-hmm. reading earlier today, or I heard it somewhere, and they were like, Timo Meyer has basically become that for the Rangers. And I was like, yeah. it's wild because, like, they just they just go after him. Like, he got, like, crushed up against the boards a couple of times. And yeah. He got back up. I was like, all right, like, whatever. He got, he got like, like um, Goudreau when he oh, completely yeah. sweeped his stick under his skates. Watched his head. That's why we have. That's why they have helmets. His head bounced off the ice on his helmet, went to the locker room after that, came back out. I mean, I, they're uh, – yeah, it's... yeah. I don't know how that wasn't a penalty because it was like no, brilliant. no. I think no, they they did they did get called. Oh, for that. They, yeah. I thought yeah, they Goudreau. didn't. I, I was kind of. Goudreau, yesterday, Goudreau yesterday went to the box. Goudreau went to the box for something. Okay. And I th- I think that was it. Goudreau definitely ended up in the box though. Yeah, I was. Uh, it was. I was just like, I need to figure out ways to not lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, so last night I was at American Whiskey for the watch party hosted by the Brad Pack, uh, that guy, the Devils guy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was fun, honestly. It wasn't super super packed. There was walking room and everything. So after the first period, it was pouring, and all the TVs went out in the bar, oh, and God. everyone's like, "What the fuck now?" Like, what's happening? So I was with the group of people, and one of them had ESPN+. Plus. So we, like, hit it behind the pizza trays, and we just put it on the phone until the TVs came back on. <laughs> Luckily, the TVs worked again until um, before the second period, but brief panic for a second. Everyone was like, what do we do? Where do we go? What happens? That's insane. That's always the that worst is- feeling is when you're, like, out somewhere and the TVs go out or they don't have the game on, and then you're just basically yeah. screwed. <laughs> Yeah, I remember totally off topic, but something about that. I was watching one of the UFC fights one time at Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, (laughs) it was in the middle of one of like the advertised fights, Um, like one of the three main fights. Uh, The Buffalo Wild Wings put on University of Maryland versus Northwestern College football, and everyone's like screaming in the bar, like who said turn this on? And they turned it back off. They and it was on there for like a minute. Mm-hmm. After a minute, though, they turned it back on, but it was it was so funny. It was oh, if it makes you feel any better, I have something like that. It, it might it might beat that because uh, first game of the uh, NFL uh, season for the New York Giants this year. Yeah. I'm in a bar in in Long Beach Island. Uh, you know, I have this great view of a TV from where we're sitting, watching them play the Tennessee Titans, and these people walk in, they sit down at the bar, and they changed it to the U.S. Open. Oh, I was, like, I was like, it is the first Sunday of the year. I do not want to watch the U.S. Open. I just want to sit here and watch the New York Giants. And oh I was my pissed. god! I would have been so mad. And they didn't change. They didn't change it, so I had to just find a different TV to watch from. But I was like, this is ridiculous. 
That's absurd. That's ridiculous. So when I went to uh, game one, I went to the fireside, a place in Marlboro, um, where that bar I mentioned earlier in the show where um, the owner was a Ranger fan. So there was like a bunch of Rangers fans there. Mm-hmm. I had, we were in a booth. Um, the TV that was above my booth, like right like on the wall of my booth, right above me, that's where I watched the Devils game. The TV directly next to that, on the left side, so still on the wall, that was the um, Yankees game where they got smoked 5-2 by the Angels. And then right in front of me was game two of Knicks-Cavs where the Knicks lost by like 20. So I watched all three of my teams just get completely pounded in one night. It was a horrendous experience. Fried pickles oh, yeah. were good though. Fried pickles were good though, but you know, outside of that, it was bad. But yeah, that's the worst. Well, 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 yeah, what wasn't bad was um, that newly put together first line we got of Meyer, Heisher, and Brad. They released the statistics for after the game. They dominated the Rangers completely. Outshot them twenty-one to nine. Shots on goal were fourteen to four. They had outscored them in high scoring chances like nine to zero or something like that that line that's something you do i think you can definitely keep that you know that yeah. clearly worked um timo's gonna get his eventually and when oh, that yeah. happens when timo scores on the rangers that's gonna be huge for the team because once he gets going because J- i think jack's starting to get going once jack gets going he's hard to stop once timo gets going if both of those guys get going simultaneously mm-hmm. i think that's when um that's when we get really, really dangerous. But of course, the Rangers have done a really good job at preventing that from happening now. But now that one of them has gotten going, hopefully the other can get going soon, and we can bring this back to Prudential Center for a game six or seven. Hopefully, yeah, I think I think this game uh, definitely opened the eyes of many people because I think that mm-hmm. a lot of people were writing the Devils off after those two back-to-back five-one losses, and yeah, the switching of lines like that, I never understood why rough and the coaching staff put timo meyer on the third line in those mm-hmm. couple of games i was like you traded for him for a reason he's a big power forward and he's he works well with nico sticking with nico it's unfortunate that you have to break up tatar uh he sure mercer yeah that oh that line was beautiful i love watching that line but you you have to do something to you know reinvent yep. the the lineups for the playoffs because it's it's a clean slate it's the same shit's not gonna work Nope. And with doing that, I think Meyer, Meyer and he should need to play play together. And Brat coming up definitely helps uh, in terms mm-hmm. of he can push play really well, whereas Nico and Meyer will can back check if, if need be. And the uh, Mercer is on the second line with uh, Hughes and Holler, right? Uh, or I think Mercer was on the third yesterday. Let the me third check. Line. Yeah, let me let me check that. I'm pretty sure Mercer was line three yesterday. Uh, can you still hear me, by the way? I just went through yeah. Twitter real quick. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, um, something like that. Amanda Stein. Live live by Amanda, die by Amanda. Yeah. She's great. Least, she's she's. I awesome. check all of my, my uh, <laughs> lineups. Literally same here. That's that, that, that's what I do here. Uh, let's see. I'm still scrolling, trying to find the lineup. Where's it at? I got uh, it. Yep. They had Mercer on line three with Tartar McLeod Mercer. All right. So, yeah, that line um, was actually not bad. Um, no. I just not terrible. I just think Halla, like I like Eric Halla. I just think he's mm-hmm. more of a, a, a third liner than a second liner. He is. Um, he's good vet presence though on the second yeah. line, which and, that have um 
uh, Hala, Hughes, and Plot, right? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, okay. Then I guess you stick your future with the two vets so they can teach him stuff and everything. But speaking of Plot, we got Plot for this reason. And honestly, I've been very disappointed with Plot. Yeah, I mean, the the other thing with, with uh, this, though, is he didn't really do much this whole season. And, you know, I chalked no. that up with he was he was hurt part of the he time. Was, you know, yeah, he, he, he had was. a lot of uh, injuries, which it happens. And he, um, you know, they did bring him in for this specific moment. And it takes yep. a while for him to get going to the playoffs. Because if I remember correctly for Tampa, like he wasn't going like, you know, it wasn't he was just like, all right. And then. It, it hits a certain point in the series, and he just turns it on and becomes an absolute fucking menace. Didn't he have like nine, like playoff goals with Tampa or something like that? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think him moving up to the second line is is going to be good, especially playing with Jack. Mm-hmm. I think Jack can find him uh, some good like passes to you know take a, at least take a you know higher percentage shot, and if that can if they can get him going as well just because he's been here before he knows it's you know uh it's a marathon not a race and yeah that presence i think has been helping them more because he's like i've done this i know what it takes to to win a championship for in the nhl i know what it takes to win a stanley Mm -hmm. cup if we do these types of things it will it will come it will help but benefit us tremendously one thing one adjustment i did see offensively for the devils was that um they just weren't pushing it up the ice every single time. They sat behind the neutral zone for a couple seconds, let everyone get situated, and then they started moving. I noticed in games one and two, the second someone would get the puck, they would just try to bulldoze their way up the ice. More so Jack would just bulldoze his way up center ice, and they were ready for it every single time. Yeah, I do like, I do like how the Devils took a more relaxed approach to the game. And I think they 100% need to stick with that. Um, Everything they did last night was right, except for the penalties. Uh, Of course, our penalty kill played fantastic, but we should have to keep we should not have to keep relying on them. No. Um, Everything else, I feel like the Devils did right. They kept up with the Rangers. They um, got much better shots off than games one and two. Uh, Igor, you just can't you can't do anything about that. He is he's gonna be around for a while i feel i feel like he's gonna have like a lungfist lungfist level tenure with the rangers he's yeah that, 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 that's their guy and you know what <clears throat> as much as i hate the rangers it's hard not to just like tip your hat and be like ah, he, he's just good <laughs> he can't do anything because there were some chances last night too where the devils really should have won this game by like two or three goals with the chances that they were getting yeah. igor bailed at igor bailed them out like when uh Jesper Bratt made that nice move on Truba and had one-on-one with uh, Igor. Did I feel like the shot was a little rushed and it wasn't really the best shot in the world? Yes, um, but it was still a good chance. I feel like if Bratt could have stuck around there, there was no one near him, so I feel like no. Bratt definitely could have stuck around for a little mm-hmm. bit, made a quick move or so instead of immediately going for like the five-hole or lower or under the low pads yeah. where Igor was set and he was ready for it. Nico too, he's got to score eventually. Nico's had amazing chances this playoff, but yeah, I think this game tomorrow. I think this game tomorrow is gonna it's gonna come together for maybe Heisher, uh, yep. Brat Meyer, all those guys that mm-hmm. really need that extra push to you know 
just get themselves more used to the playoffs and help them tremendously in along with this series. And if they can make a run, which would be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We um, next round, whoever wins the series, uh, it is Boston. No, we play, no? we play Carolina or we, you're right. Uh, you're right. The Islanders. We went by Carolina. The Islanders. I think their game probably just finished up. Actually, the uh, game definitely finished up already. Let's take a look. I last think time I checked, it was up. like, it was like two nothing canes last time I checked. Yeah, before all we <laughs> we all know that it can <laughs> uh, change real quick with that. Oh, it definitely um, can, especially with the Islanders. Oh no, the <clears throat> Canes won five two. Oh yikes! Good lord. And Boston's <clears throat> currently up one nothing against the Panthers. Oh boy. But hey, you know we have some positivity, which is great. A lot, and I think and that'll I love help. It tremendously for this upcoming game and mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think that pretty mm-hmm. much uh i think that pretty much covers everything yeah it does so, though one thing with the devil's though, do not get complacent no cool you won keep it going do not sit on it and if we know the rangers they're definitely going to adjust just have backup plans ready because you know the yeah. rangers are going to adjust to this somehow yes they definitely need to have those backup plans on on deck and if they can hey it's gonna be it's gonna be a, i think it's gonna be another uh interesting game at the garden uh yeah Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. So that uh, that pretty much wraps everything up. So, uh, yeah. You know, thank you all for listening, and hope you all have a great, fantastic day. And hope let's go Devils. Go Devs, baby. Nick, thanks for having me, brother. Good talking to you. Yeah, no problem. I met him, and maybe I'll, of course, man. Maybe I'll see you after Game Four, after any other game. So, yeah. All right, man. I'll catch you later. Yep. Peace. All right. Peace.